podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Sassel. We're here. We are here. Do you ever feel sometimes, just then I felt like, you know, we usually have like a little debrief before we start the pod and we do a little like run through what we're going to talk about. And then I I feel like I felt us, we always do this thing where we sort of sit up and like pull our chairs in like we're at a conference. Yeah, like we're ready for action. Yes, we are ready for action. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. I mean, it is quite nice actually doing it on a Sunday because I feel like I've got a bit more energy than after work. Yeah, Sunday is nice because it's, and it feels quite relaxed. It doesn't feel like, yeah, we've got to get it done and then because it's a school night or whatever, we can just be like, ah take our time have a chat about mm. this and that we really can just let it stretch endlessly out into the void <laughs> forever and ever the longest episode ever mm. how's your week been yes we haven't recorded for a while have we so we've had a full week of activities yes mm. been nice been doing a few bits with friends in the evenings and just uh relaxing apart from that went to a very stressful meeting that i will not talk about but it was a politics meeting and it all went very very badly wrong oh really and it was very 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 stressful did anyone throw anything no one threw anything apart from the rule book oh <laughs> that's well, all i'll say that can be a good thing it was so like impassioned and bizarre and so like weird to see but it was a big fat mess and it's very disappointing okay. um but yeah apart from that uh, i've just been um yeah getting the weeks up the weeks are literally flying by they really are every like i feel like i go into the week and i'm like right okay start work and then i'm like right it's thursday evening yeah and i'm like oh okay there's another one bites the dust soon it'll be our summer of love again <laughs> i can't wait i really really can't wait for the summer how has your week been yeah it's been good sort of same as you doing a lot of work bits um couple of couple of gigs couple of bits and bobs oh. um you know just keeping it going got a new gorgeous plant um i believe <laughs> you're about to say i've got a new gorgeous plan like plan up for my life um sadly not sadly no. i'm just kind of sticking with the one i've got for, for the moment but um yeah got a new lovely plant um, because as you know libby has sort of semi-died a death although i have worked out that she can also be an air plant so i've sprayed her with some water today and i'm kind of like okay. keeping her in water and she has been surviving since last week when she was um, rudely decapitated yeah, decapitated yeah, she looks great like that, just in a nice little vase. But yeah, um, yeah you have to wait how, and see. Don't know how long she's going to last. But um, what are you living and longing for this week? Uh, so I'm living for, it's a bit twee, but I had a gorgeous day out yesterday in Stockport in the surrounding yeah, area. Down my end? Yeah, down your end. Went to Pear Mill, which I loved so much. Lovely. We got there and we were like, oh my God, it's called Pear Mill. And we were like, look, there's a huge pear on top. And yeah. We thought it was so funny. <laughs> You've never seen it before? No, never seen oh. it before. We're like, we, did you go to the um, Adidas shop? No, we didn't go to the Adidas shop. We uh, went to, we spent two plus hours in the Vintage Emporium. Mm, of course. Finding all of the finds that we could and trying on every single hat. <laughs> did you buy anything? Yeah. Got oh a gorgeous like 70s pyrex um dish okay. and a couple of mugs and um yeah izzy bought oh we also got like a sugar jar it was lovely oh, and we had a lovely like lunch in the little tea shop oh yeah so nice, nice. Loved it loads. and i just um i'm living for like i one of my favorite things to do is like go somewhere i haven't really been before mm. and we went and walked around stockport as well and, and some nice shops got some sustainable shopping done that's correct we yeah. did <laughs> And um, we went to like a few like the nice shops in Stockport, just had a wander around. And I was just like, I live for this kind of day where you just are exploring like a new area. Pottering. And just pottering around and it's just so nice. And I just was like, this is my favourite kind of day. It's nice when like you feel like you don't need to buy something in particular. You're just no, going for yeah, a, a mooch. Absolutely. Yeah, we just went for a mooch. Bought, uh, I also bought these stunning like glasses in a charity shop in uh, Stockport, which are like all have like different um they're definitely like 70s as well have all these like different like bird designs on them mm. love them loads 
I'll, I'll show you some pics. Okay. Um, and yeah, just had a really, really nice day. Bought a, bought a new plant from Plant Shop in Stockport, the oh, trendy yeah. plant shop. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just had a lovely time. I'm living for it. It was such a nice time. Gorgeous. Um, and I am longing for uh, this weekend, well, when the pod comes out, I am having a nice long weekend at home with all my family. My dad is back from India where he's been working. My sister is coming up with the baby and haven't seen the baby since Christmas. And uh-huh. I'm just really longing for like a nice relaxing weekend at home with everybody. Yeah. It'll be a nice time. What are you living and logging for? I am living for my new life as an influencer. <laughs> um, obviously, you know what this is about. I do. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have started an influencer channel just just to my four friends. So, yeah, on your private Patreon of WhatsApp. Yeah, where I do <laughs> unboxing videos from my uh, meal prep kits that from, I get. From your good friends at Gusto. Yeah, so if, if Gusto <laughs> wants to sponsor the podcast, I can also like transfer that content onto this platform, oh, no totally. problem. Um, but yeah, I've been really enjoying doing that. It's keeping that up. so funny. It's so much fun. <laughs> when you when I when you sent the other the next one on like Thursday or Friday, whenever it was, yeah. and it just like came through as a, a video, and it was like three minutes long. I was like, I know what this is. <laughs> it's that time of week again. Yeah, and I just I really <laughs> want subscribe. You, I want you to know everything that I eat in a week. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. How are your meals? They look lovely. They're good, but I kind of I've been struggling to keep up with eating everything. Oh, interesting. Um, so yeah um because you know if i'm like not here or if oh, okay. things happen yeah. so i'm a bit like sort of semi-stressed by it because i'm always like oh, i need to like make sure i eat that up so i'm not yeah. like wasting it but um it's it's fine but i've um taken a break from it for next week so i'll have a break and then go again and then i'll use everything up right but for me i think it has worked out to be cheaper and more more environmentally friendly in a sense because everything's recyclable and everything that i get is pre-proportioned so i'm not wasting like vegetables and stuff like that yeah but then i guess it's like you have to get it delivered every week but then food is delivered to supermarkets every week anyway and um i'm not using any of the plastic any plastic anymore yeah so that's that's good but i'll just sort of see how i get on with it i don't think i'll do it forever but i also wanted to do it to like diversify the food that i eat so i don't just come home from work and i'm too tired and just make pasta yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. um gives you a few like different things to yeah have. yeah i've specifically not ever ordered anything that's pasta i mean you're a better man than me but i can make <laughs> but I've, i feel like i've got pasta down like i can yeah. make that anyway yeah, don't i don't need to need to learn, learn about it that, yeah. and also it's the kind of thing where like you know if you've got like chopped tomatoes and like an old onion and you know a bit of cheese like you can just like make a nice oh yeah, yeah. you don't need to like so I'm i'm using that for when i'm not that's, having that the makes fresh sense. stuff that makes sense yeah so that's how i'm kind of approaching it so it's been it's been good but i'll just see how i get on with it because i don't know um it's just good to kind of make things that i haven't made before and get out of a bit of a rut of what i always yeah, cook no, that's cool what's your favorite thing that you've made um i made a really 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 nice smoked haddock and leek risotto mm. which was like very like restaurant qual okay yeah it was really nice welcome to olivia's yeah so that was probably like my favorite i think i'm gonna make a curry tonight nice um but yeah but you know because you've watched the videos i've seen the videos and they are quality quality content yeah so i'm living for that and um i'm longing for kind of two things really i've got so much to long for longing for when uh, coronavirus is over so we can all stop (laughs) having that oh. for many reasons yeah. for you know so that people aren't ill anymore so that yeah. people don't 
die from that because that's obviously really sad yeah. but also so that we can all stop talking about it and everyone can like just buy loo roll at a normal rate again yeah and all those things will be over yeah hopefully one day maybe yeah well i'll be over e- either way won't they yes <laughs> either will be over or it will be yeah. over i'm not sure which is better at the moment to be honest <laughs> but, but so, either way so yes so that and also um which sounds silly after talking about coronavirus, but um, my newly painted bathroom. Oh, yeah. No, this so, is very exciting. The whole weekend set aside this weekend, doing a half day on Friday. <laughs> I'm going to get it painted, get all of the different coats done. Yes. And just get it done. And it's just going to put a real pep in my flat step. Pep in your step, yeah. 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 No, that'll be really nice. You're going to have a pink bathroom, which is very exciting. I know. I, I love, love a pink bathroom. I love pink, as you know. Yeah, she's a pink princess. Um, Yeah, but I feel like pink... Pink in a nice way, not pink in a in a basic way. <laughs> it's not pink and black vans. It's <laughs> it's, it's uh, something else. Something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that's my vibe, and that's what I'm living, and I am longing for. Very nice. Also, I wanted to start this episode by wishing you a very happy International Women's Day, Lucy. It is this exact day. Sunday, the 8th of March is the time that we're recording, and it's very much in the throes of the day itself. So, um, yeah, I mean, have you done anything special to celebrate this auspicious occasion? Uh, I have spent almost all day in bed. (laughs) But that's self-care for a woman. Yeah, it is. That is me celebrating myself. Yeah. I'm a little bit under the weather. Don't worry. It's not the the dreaded. But my mum did refuse to hug you when I you know came she in. did. Did she know I was ill? Or was that her general? Is that her general um, approach to people at this time? Um, I think it's her general approach. She knows that you're ill, but it's mm. also her general approach. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It was a double double whammy then. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've just got a bit But she's of, happy because she bit... hates to hug people. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah Apart I, I, from, she would like to hug you, but yeah, not yeah, people she doesn't know. Hug me and just be close to my hair. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I've just spent all day lying in the sun on my bed, and it was a very nice time. And, and if that's not celebrating women, I don't know what is. Oh, the sun through the window. Yeah, right. yeah, it was I lovely. Was like, really warm, really warm and nice. It made me feel better, because I woke up in the morning feeling really ill. So but I feel all right now after another sort of rest. Okay. Um, well, I was watching an influencer who said that apparently, yourself like... Yourself in the mirror. Vitamin D, yes. Apparently, vitamin D, like, offsets some of the bits of coronavirus. I don't know if that's fake news, but maybe it just oh means... God, well, here I am. We all need to have a Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. Maybe. And that is science. <laughs> um, <on>. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, how have you, have you done any women celebrating today? Um, well, me and my mum put together a bench. Absolutely really stunning. So, yeah. I mean, she did most of it while I was on the phone to my dad, but, um, <laughs> you know, we, we did it. So that was, you know, women supporting women in making a bench. And now it's lovely. You've it's got, a really nice bench. Yeah. It's a nice hallway bench. Got, got a little bit for the shoes from yeah. Denise. I know. I put my shoes on. I was like, oh. <laughs> She's got a little Reebok on there. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, that's probably it. But um, there is someone who has not been celebrating International Women's Day or International Women's Week with their um, attitudes. Mm. And that is... The one, the only, Suzanne Moore, who, as someone else said on Twitter to paraphrase, we'd like to see a lot of Suzanne less. Yeah, I think I think they said, um, I could Suzanne less. Yes. <laughs> Which is exactly the right reaction. So by this point, I mean, this is six days old and that's going to be even older when this goes out, but we couldn't not talk yeah. about it. Um, she wrote an opinion piece for The Guardian about a week ago um, with the title, Women Must Have the Right to Organise, We Will Not Be Silenced, which was not only incredibly goes on to be incredibly offensive but it's also just really bizarre and not moored in any kind of anything oh right you mean like the general yeah output of the yeah the, the, the article like why yeah. um well 
<laughs> That's a very good question and a very big question. Um, it's, ugh, I don't know. I mean, the the fact that you believe you're being silenced, but you're an opinion write, piece writer for The Guardian every fucking week is a fucking joke. A, and get paid a lot to do it. And get paid it. a lot to do it. B, this is like an obvious like anti-trans agenda sort of like uh, article to be putting out. Um, it's very disappointing for it to be in like the mainstream like press in my opinion um and i think that it's very hurtful and she evidently doesn't care there's so much to be said about this it's very hard to like sort of pick out one pick or two out things. one or two things or, or to sort of um like talk about it in a very uh you know with addressing everything is going to be difficult but overall it's a disgrace of a bit of journalism she is um purporting views which i think are horrible she is um anti-trans and therefore in mine and i also your opinion is anti-women because there's no such thing as trans women and women as women um so uh you can't i I mean you can't like believe in um equality just for some women and not others. not others yeah there is equality for all people but there ar- isn't but she's arguing that they aren't women yes so that's exactly argument. yeah but 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 even with even if you believe that which is ridiculous yeah you still either believe in equality which is every single person equality yeah or, or you, you don't. don't so like it it doesn't that is just it's just ridiculous and it's what's really frustrating is that this kind of um uh, rise of sort of turfism. I mean, it's been it's been around for ages, obviously, but like the fact that it sort of does seem to be more and more um, able to be taught. It just it definitely seems more prevalent. Um, it it all it does is further the patriarchy. It doesn't serve women at all. And like this kind of like belief in the difference between cisgender women and trans women um, only like disservices women. It doesn't do anything for us at all it just furthers the patriarchy and furthers like the idea that there are minorities that deserve to not be as 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 equal as others and it's just ridiculous and the last line which just really Mm. gets me is you can tell me to die in a ditch turf all you like as many of you have for years but i self-identify as a woman who won't go down quietly and it's that it's that real misplaced worthiness yes of it yes and then all of like so many people on twitter applauding her being like i've been thinking this for years and you know thank you for speaking sense and it's like mm, just because you haven't like read up about anything in the past 20 years doesn't like they think of themselves as liberal oh liberal sorry and that is the scary thing oh absolutely and like i think me and you we discussed it when it sort of came out that like it's this um Again, it's just, it's this idea of like entitlement and um, like what I deserve as this kind of person and other people don't deserve, um, which is just not what equality is about at all. And also the fact is if all of these um, TERFs who who consider themselves feminists, if they actually put their energy into all this this anger and energy, if it was directed at the right thing and the right the things that that are systematically issues in our in our society and the things that are making women unequal and the things that do directly are directly detrimental to women there'd be so much better use instead it's just all this hate speech against people who are the same as you like i don't like who are also women oh i just i can't i can't it's really hard to to understand it in any other way because we just don't agree with it like we just don't 
it's it's the attitude of you know um i want things to be equal and inverted commas good and just Mm. but in the very specific very um you know in inverted commas safe way for me that i have known it to be that doesn't challenge any of my particular yes beliefs or um kind of lived experience yeah. or you know friends yeah so it's like you know as long as you can exist within this box of what i personally myself and my group of like privileged white journalists have decided is like the way of things and obviously cis women yeah um then fine you can be in the club and that that's what equality is yeah what how does that how does that make sense there's also another part where she says female oppression is innately connected to our ability to reproduce um women have made progress by talking about biology menstruation childbirth and menopause we won't now have our bodies or voices written out of the script that is not the experience of all women oh god no there are so many women who can't reproduce yeah and for all different types of reasons for all different like types of bodies like that is not like our soul thing as a woman no like and that that's so that's so minimizing of women as well yeah and it's like the smallest arguably like in a lot of ways least interesting bit about many women yeah absolutely yeah Um, no it's it's bizarre so it's an incredibly reductive offensive position yeah and to kind of to to pedal that on a left-leaning newspaper that has seemingly left-leaning newspaper. well that has an international audience yes I think is really dangerous. Toxic and it's not good uh, and it's very, uh, yeah, worrying and dangerous, like you say. And there's even like a bit where she basically like likens um, the, the like being trans to like the experience of like Roman Polanski being like a rapist. Cause you know, he um, got like awarded at the, I can't remember the festival, the, the, the awards is called in France. And then, um, you know, the, the stars of Portrait of Lady on Fire walked out mm. and it was like, oh, he was being awarded this. And at the same time, this woman was being silenced for wanting, for being someone who's like basically a turf or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, what? what? Wait, what? It's like, yeah. what are you even trying to say with that bit? I've seen a few like Twitter threads try to dissect that to yeah. be like, what even is happening here? You're just it's like, not, it's just you're throwing shit together. Yeah. Like, why? Like, it's so pointless. It's not good journalism. It's just oh god i just so bad and about women having the right to organize it's like organize against what like you're the one that seems to be wanting to organize against your own people against women yeah i and i guess like it's because they don't believe they are women but that is honestly insane yeah like and and it's like trans people's like you know we, we will say this this time we'll say it again and people have been saying it you know for years and years like trans people's existence is not up for debate it is not something to talk about and decide whether or not it no. is valid and it's not something to like have an opinion on or not because no you can't there have is an, no opinion you can't have an, an opinion that you know humans exist we know that they do yeah so don't yeah. write an article saying that like certain women don't exist when we all know that they do they do and they are women it's made up yes absolutely 
Um, and it's not in the spirit of International Women's Day and it's not in the spirit of any day of the year. And we absolutely, I know that we do the do not agree with it with it's further down um, in the podcast, but we do not agree with it, absolutely. No, not at all. I don't agree with it. So as I just mentioned then in the mentioning um, Roman Polanski, we talked about the stars of Portrait of a Lady on Fire who walked out uh, during the awards because he was getting like a lifetime achievement award and he is a convicted rapist. Mm. And they were like, fuck this, we should not be awarding convicted rapists for anything, obviously. Um, And it's just, you know, uh, another bit of the film industry not really giving a shit, which is um, very annoying and disappointing. Um, But we have been to see Portrait of a Lady on Fire now, have we? We have, thank you. Get yes. home and the real deal. Yes, love the real deal. Have a nice pizza, have a pint, yeah. go watch a lovely film. Um, what did you think? Well, I liked it. Um, I thought, you know, fab one to add to the canon. Um, <laughs> fab one to put in the hamper. Yeah, you know we're always uh, hungry for, the, for things to add to the Ganging canon. For more. Um, for more. Yeah, I thought it was a great example of um, female gaze and sexuality that wasn't impinged on in any way by um, patriarchal influence. Yeah. Like, there was basically no men in it. No, and then, yeah, like, even if they were, they were, like, a bit blurred or you didn't really see them, then, like, the one man that you do see at the end, he sort of, it seemed, like, really odd that he's there. He's there, yeah. yeah. And it's it seems very, kind of, um, it's very intimate, very pulled in to this one space, and it's shot very closely, you know, to their, like, faces and bodies and stuff, so it's, like you don't really get other than the beach you don't really get much of a sense of like the uh, the the context that surrounds yeah. so you know there's no kind of like scenes of town centers or you know um any any kind of thing which speaks to like the wider landscape other than the fact that you know this woman is this like noble woman who's about to be married off yeah. and it's in France somewhere and yeah you know this woman comes to do the portrait so you kind of get that, but other than that, it's like just really about the two of them yes. and the constraints that are um, against them, which means that they can't kind of be together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it. I thought it was really well acted. I like the smallness of it. Um, loved the kind of beachiness. It's like a, a metaphor. Yeah. I loved the the blonde one looked really spooky. Yeah. Um, and I loved that it was kind of like always hovering just before horror movie and never yes. went there because it was very like because it was so emotionally intense no, no, nothing sort of horrific happened no. in it like it wasn't a horror movie at all no. but the kind of sense of like ominousness which i suppose they've used that as like a sort of horror technique to be about the kind of um ominousness of the fact that she's gonna have to be like pulled away from this and her life's gonna be taken in a direction that she has no control over and that's like the real horror of of it so it was really good at kind of like invoking that that feeling Mm -hmm. um also shout out to that like young girl who was like the maid because i thought she was was brilliant yeah Yeah, she was she was really good and um speaking of horrific the only horrific thing was when uh was her like backstreet abortion which was like not like was hard to watch yeah, um, it was but, hard to but watch, a, but a good and important thing to to have on screen. Yeah, and and really, really intense because while it's happening, she's looking at that baby the whole yeah, time and like holding hands very, with the baby. Yeah, very poignant. And then one of the women in, um, is looking away because it's horrific, and she says, mm. "No, you need to look." Yeah. So later, it's turned into this piece of art, which again is showing that kind of female gaze over things that are specific to women at that time. Yeah, and. Um, that wouldn't have been 
painted and wouldn't have been kind of displayed in an artistic way or making any kind of cultural comment on it because it wouldn't have been commented on in any of the history books yeah so the fact that they like experienced that they looked at it and then they kind of reenacted it for it to be kind of um immortalized in that way um was kind of speaking to those wider issues at the time because she kind of says that she isn't allowed to paint men because she's a woman and that whole kind of like the the gender struggle about how you express art and how you know met the world of men is taken away from them but then also the world of women is too because they're not allowed to kind of express that outwardly yeah so it's just kind of like really slim pickings in how you can express yourself as a woman whether you have privilege or don't Mm -hmm. it's just kind of yeah I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, what did you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I read an interesting article in The New Yorker after we watched it by Rachel Sim, um, which uh, sort of goes into the idea that it's more than just like a... Uh, the uh, Goes into the idea of it being more than just like a manifesto of the, the female gaze. Um, it talks a lot about what you sort of just mentioned, like how the patriarchy is like... Um, there are no men in it per se, but there's a lot of like, even though they're, they're having their own story, there are things that link to how that is always, uh, how the patriarchy is always like still oppressing them and is still something like, you know, she's got to go off and marry this man. Yeah, she's having an abortion. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, like they're not there, but they're there. Yeah. And just a quick quote from this article, which is really good. I'll put in the show notes. Um, she says, the film is about the erotic electric connection between women when they find their desire for creative experience fulfilled in each other, but it's equally about the powers of art to validate, preserve and console after a romance is over. Um, and I loved, like, I really loved all the sort of, like, arty bits of it. Like, I loved, so I loved, like, how much of it was just them, like, doing some paint, like, the actual painting. But mm. it made me feel like I was watching Bob Ross, which <laughs> made me feel a bit sleepy. Lesbian Bob yeah, Ross. Yeah, lesbian Bob Ross. Because, like, I like to watch Bob Ross and, like, fall asleep to it because it's really, like, soothing. Oh, okay. So, and because we'd had, like, two pints, I was a bit tired. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I could just fall asleep. And that combined with, like, waves crashing noises, which was the other, like, main noise mm. of it. I was like, oh, this is so soothing. Yeah. And <laughs> I found it really nice. I also um, was reminded of, like, two very... Uh, specific um, paintings whilst we were watching it. So have you ever heard of Gluck? Who was like, was like a lesbian, non, non-gender conforming artist in the sort of, ooh, gonna get the year wrong, let me look it up. <laughs> uh, so Gluck was like um, an artist in the sort of early 1900s. Um, and she was a lesbian, um, like sort of outwardly sort sort of out but not really and she, she, there's this amazing painting that she has which is called uh you we or medallion and is like this i'll show it to you so you can see it which is this portrait of her and her lover um and is sort of their faces up against each other and when they there was that there's a moment in the film where they are by the coast and it literally does this exact same like imagery and i was like i just was so drawn to it just reminded me of this painting I was yeah. like I wonder if that's like a nod to that probably. like probably is and then also similarly did you see that Instagram um, that does like the colour palettes of films oh I love that yeah they did one for portrait as well and it's really beautiful yeah and then also I was reminded of um, Magritte's The Lovers yeah which is like a famous painting of like two sort of lovers um, 
sort of kissing through like masked, yeah. veiled faces, and, and there's, face they're always wearing shrouded. a veil. They're always wearing like a shrouded thing, like when they go out, like they're wearing like a buff yeah. to like protect from the wind. And it just really reminded me of those two bits of art. And then I thought, I wonder if there's like influence there, like maybe a nod to those things because mm. like it is, um, you know, all about art and about like creativity and stuff like that. But um, I think so. Yeah, no, and I was like, oh, maybe it is. Oh, uh, mm. So astute of you. <laughs> I, it just did. It just made yeah. me think of that. I was You'd like, be great God, at a dinner party. Oh my God, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, I saw just earlier this, today uh, a quick interview with um, uh, the two main actors um, of the film. And uh, Adele, I think it's Hanel, I think, I don't know if yeah. you say how you say her last name. Um, she said that. Um, she was like, I think it's just really important to have sort of two hours of a film that just sort of shows the journey of some women, mm-hmm. like, you know, without any like men in it. Um, and she said, I think that's particularly relevant for men and necessary for women. Yes. And I was like, yes, that's, that's, she says it perfectly. And she's been like, a, like all the press stuff she's done since. And like, she's just a great, great, like human. And she just has so much great shit to say. And she was, they were both so good in it. It was really well acted. It looked great. Loved it. Loved it loads. And the blonde one, um, it made me lol when they kept doing the spooky bit of her in the wedding dress. As the go- yeah. Um, as the ghosty w- woman in white vibe. And um, also I thought that she looked loads like Shora. So whenever they yeah. like, kissed, I was like, I wanna you <laughs> And that was just like what was always in yeah. my head. Because um, she was like a spooky Shora. Oh, she was like a spooky Shora. You were right. You were right. Um, yeah, I also just loved like how every time they went out somewhere, it was just very um, Scottish widows. Yes, um, who was also one of my first crushes. Have I told you that? Yes, yeah. you have. Yeah, Scottish Widow, real MVP for me. Um, also, look, it's very niche. Um, also, the bit um, that I didn't understand was um, putting the drugs into the armpit. And I know that like it might like get get absorbed a bit but I thought the other one was gonna lick it and they didn't lick it yeah so I I thought they were gonna lick it because like it seemed like it was going that way and they did some like (laughs) (laughs) they did some like fingers in the pit and then you were like well surely they're gonna lick the pit but they didn't show us the licking the pit no Um, I think they recorded it and didn't put it in yes same because it was Um, a 15 yeah well exactly yeah (laughs) I did see someone before we went to see it who tweeted like um he's like a film critic and he was like Oh, so glad this is a 15. So glad that the children are are, um, are protected from all these women going on walks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so correct. And it is like ridiculous, basically. Um, but yeah, no. Um, but I did read um, in that article, actually, it does touch upon the fact that um, the director, I can't remember her name exactly at this moment, um, she, you know, wanted it to not to have any like full-on sort of sex scenes and stuff like that because like that it doesn't need to be there it's inferred and it's like without the male gaze of like that's what you want to see or whatever um so yeah no um great film yeah very good and when she has the portrait at the end and then the little the little page number (laughs) i know i know although uh i did think that they didn't need to like fully have like oh look page number because it was inferred and it was obvious that it was there like it didn't sometimes that annoys me in films when they fully like be like oh here it is in your face because we're already all thinking it because you could see she had her fuck oh, thing- book yeah she had her fingers in the in the in the in the book you could yeah. tell it was turned to a page yeah you, you, you would you would know you're like oh i know what that means but they zoomed in and it's like shows like 28 yeah but you don't need and also no artist would have actually put the 28 so they might have done if she just said it's significant to me yeah i guess but like i, I, I don't I, mean, I don't sometimes i'm just like oh i don't like force it so much I, i'm not offended by that i just thought it was quite no cute. i liked it but yeah. you, you were already there before they then did the second zoom to be like it's actually 28 well, so i just yeah. you know i don't need it 
Um, but yeah, on the whole, we agreed with it. Yes, it's very good. Go see it. It's a nice time. And other than ladies going on walks, what else have you been consuming this week, Lucy? God, I'd love to be a lady going on a walk. So would I. I know. Love to be by the sea. Well, we will be by the sea soon. Going we to Whitsers. Yeah, very nice. Um, we'll be ladies on walks. We will be. Um, <laughs> and we should um, get some of those, like, get, get some, like, linen mouth guards so that we can <laughs> kiss each other along the beach. No kissing. No coronavirus. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, what else have I been consuming? I have watched, just a quick point, we both have watched The Rest of Love is Blind, haven't we? Rightly or wrongly, we have. Yes, right. Yeah. so we know what happens we know who says i do and who says i do not yes and we've also watched well at least in part you've watched the main bits of the reunion app yes um yeah yes to sort of know where people are at now yes first thing that i need to say mm. before we get anything mm. else said mm. giannina <laughs> and damien are still together which is fucked can you believe <laughs> that that was do you, that would you know what that was like the real curveball of the whole series yes, for me because you mean them still being together yes, yes because because their um a wedding and her saying yes and him saying no was uh like a bit of like yeah sure i kind of thought she might say no as well but she lo- well no i didn't actually because she lives for like the drama but she lives for it being this game she yeah. lives for it being like her I think, being able to act loads. i think she knew that he was gonna say no because yes. of how she'd been like yeah, acting so she was like stuff. i'll say yes so i'll say yes because it makes me look good yeah exactly yeah. and then we'll have this big like dramatic throwdown oh my god the bit where she's like r- <laughs> and then she falls she's running to the oh, like oh god it's just grassy so <laughs> yeah and my little sister and adam have been watching it, which i didn't know they've been watching it in secret and then so we started talking about it uh yesterday and izzy was like oh just see the bit with like Gigi and damien's wedding she's like it's so funny that we rewatched the bit where she was running <laughs> just because it's so ridiculous and she lives for it. she she's she's so in in like in wrapped her. up in like being this sort of this sort of she just seems like she's acting all the time and, and she and she, she is. is and because like her mom says to her before she goes up to get married or whatever she says don't let this be a game yeah and it's like because that's how she does everything obviously yeah. she just acts like that but yeah the fact that they are still together and she seems like really happy yeah and like just a mellow like chill but then maybe she is now so yeah. i mean i'm fair enough cool well that's nice um, it is nice but yeah it's surprising. But, but it is surprising definitely um but whether or not she's still doing that because like you, you, they still get the sort of fame of being a couple that have made it. Maybe, blah, blah, but, blah, but she did seem to be quite. I didn't watch that much of it, so I don't know. She, she still seem seemed to be a bit... quite just leveled out. Okay, well that's really. nice. Um, I'm pleased yeah. for them if that's like such, you know just kind case. of like boringly happy in a yeah. way that's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's how they kind of seemed, which you wouldn't be able, you couldn't have like vouched for that. And Barnett was wearing a very statement blazer. Yes, he was. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, there were a couple of things that like I thought of when from watching like the last couple of episodes. Um, it made me incredibly sad. I was very pleased that Jessica said no to Mark. Obviously, like they definitely should not have been getting married. No. But it made me very sad that she had no one with her at that wedding. Well, it was because so she says later on in the reunion. Oh, okay. It's because she knew that she wasn't going to say yes like, before so she, she did it because uh, you have to like do it. Of course, yeah, yeah. You have to, I think it's so funny that they have to like do it. Like, yeah. They have to go through this whole thing of like getting up and go. I do, and I, I know. Do not. And it's weird that like the kind of um, like registrar person yes like doesn't just do it like a normal wedding it's like no. you come here today to like decide if you're gonna do it or not do it yeah and, and also it's so dumb that like the language they decide to use is like whether you prove that love is blind or you walk away yeah. from each other forever yeah, and like would... like they wouldn't be able to be together after no. this <laughs> and you would think that like if you are someone who like believes in that sanctity of marriage or for whatever reason you would not 
perform marriage ceremonies for people who were so divided in opinion yeah, about whether exactly. or not they were going to do it like yeah. by and large you hope that like when they're at that point that you assume that everyone's ready for it ready to get married yeah. and wants to get yeah. married so that was kind of a bit unsettling for yes. me because i feel like you know whatever you think about marriage like that's fine whether you want to do it or not it, it for me, I felt like it was like a bit disrespectful to people who like really take it seriously. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I see um, what you mean, absolutely. So I don't know, um, but I guess the whole show is a bit like that. Other yeah. than the ones that like do get married and are still married, of yeah. which there are two. Yeah, I know it's impressive. Yeah, big shout out yeah. to um, <laughs> to Lauren and Cameron. Yeah, the absolute huns of yeah, the series. Yeah, they're cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Barnett and Amber. Who, uh, is it Amber? Yes. Yeah, who I didn't actually think would get married. Um, I thought that one of them would say no. I, d- I don't know which one really, but I, I just thought, thought that they. I thought, I thought Barnett, Barnett might would say have no. Said no because yeah. Amber had a lot more riding on it yes. in her mind. Yes. Um, but yeah, all power to them if they stay together, fine. But I thought the the real, you know, the, did you see the bit with Jessica where they kind of went to Jessica to talk to her about kind of what? Had yeah, gone and on she and said stuff. she'd like taken six months out, gone home, and like basically yeah. rehabbed herself. And I thought it was very kind of brave of her in a sense to come on yeah. and um to kind of hold her hands up and say you know i behaved in ways that were not great yeah. you know and i was using like alcohol in an unhealthy way i was like not in a good spot at all i like did these things wrong to other people that i didn't realize at the time and i watched it back and you know i i have like changed all these behaviors and i'm really sorry to the people that i hurt like yeah. she, she didn't have to come back on and do that no, no. especially when like she will have had a lot of people on social media being like we hate you blah 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 yeah. blah because she didn't come off looking great, like, no. through a lot of it at all. She, she, I found her, like, whole thing this very difficult to watch. Like, the way she was when she was drunk was so, like... Yeah. It's really sad to see somebody like that and be like, oh, no, they're really struggling. Like, yeah. And, they, and it's, like, sad that this is all on yeah. tape. And... and I felt like she just was completely floundering and she had yes. no sort of support, really. really. Yeah. And, but, yeah, she did say that the reason why she was alone on the day was because she'd already decided that she was not going to go through with it and she didn't want to, like, put her dad through it, put her family through it. Okay, fair through enough. It. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, which does make sense. And, you know, it is interesting how, you know, you can be all these things. Like, obviously, she's a very successful woman. She's got, you know, a lot of friends and family and all of those things. Like, in a lot of ways, like, her life is sorted. But, like, emotionally, she's going through, like, a real tough spot yeah. that is recorded publicly mm-hmm. and everybody you you think or you hope goes in there because they genuinely want to like meet someone whether or not that's true mm. or not like remains to be seen and we have found out subsequently i don't know if you know this but jessica and kelly have known each other for over 10 years in real hey. life yeah because jessica did an instagram story mm. q a where someone was like did you know kelly before and she's like oh yeah we've known each other for like over 10 years and did a picture of them both like on this boat 10 years ago in bikinis oh my god so i'll show you after shock this. of the season mm. that and Gigi and damien <laughs> yeah and um i know we've been um talking about love is blind a lot so if you are listening to this and you do not watch it um it's over now so don't worry we won't be talking about it again <laughs> until next year yeah i just want to really quickly say that when i watch put the reunion show on and the uh laces were the, is it the laces that you say the name Lachey's. Lachey's, Lachey's, Lachey's. Was it Nick and Vanessa? Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Yeah. Um, I love that because she was like, I'm Vanessa Lachey. And he was like, and I'm Nick Lachey, obviously. Which <laughs> loads of people on Twitter have been saying. It was really funny. Um, but I just thought it was really funny because like, I was like, oh shit, them. Like, what the fuck was the point of them? They no weren't, point. They, they, did, they, they didn't need they anybody. Didn't, they, didn't, they didn't present any of, they, they were there for like, right at the beginning a little bit. And then they were there in Cancun. They, and then they weren't there for any of the no, rest of it. It's they so just, dumb. They just need like, um, like a sort of, 
um like a like a like a trolling um omnipotent present yes. a la Joe Lyset slash Hugo Boss on Love Island. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. Yeah, no, so um yeah, uh yeah, we'll stop talking about it now, but can't wait for season two. <laughs> and another um competition show on Netflix where contestants compete to have the best looks and get the most social media following <laughs> is RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> It is. It's almost like we like a certain type of show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, for once, have actually watched RuPaul off of American RuPaul. Obviously, I watched UK RuPaul, as everyone mm. will know. If you're a diehard fan of this podcast, <laughs> you'll know that uh, that was my first sort of main, Four like, rays. full-on full-on series watch. Um, and I thought, I'm going to watch these because Olivia will definitely want to talk about it. And I'm intrigued. Um yeah, uh, what did you think of the first, so there's been two episodes so far? I don't really care. Yeah, okay. Um, so they've like switched it up by just introducing, I think it's like six queens at a time. Yeah. Over two episodes, but there have been no eliminations. No. And it's meant to be so you can like get to know the queens more, but like that's what the competition is for. Uh, and I yeah. like the chaos at the beginning of being like, there's so many and like right. all these different personalities and who's going to shine out to me first and like let me try and pick who I'm going to back like this early you know that's like the fun of watching you know like Bake Off and all those shows where it's like who am I going to stick with yeah. and you kind of see if you like the same people you like at the beginning and yeah. if you're right to kind of back them and yeah. all that kind of stuff and I just feel like I'm no close to them at all have they not just put them all in and also the jeopardy is completely gone because you know for the second episode that no one's gonna get out gonna get booted I out I found that thing like the fact that they split them into two really annoying yeah I was like oh why are you doing that it's so boring and it, the performances were like five minutes long and that's too long it was, and I was very like, long oh, yeah I yeah, don't yeah. Care. like you're a bitch you're a bitch you're a bitch yeah. or whatever it was like I don't <laughs> it went on for so long yeah it was too long like I haven't really gelled with any of the no contestants yet no I felt like that I don't know whether I'm just suffering from a bit of RuPaul burnout to be honest maybe you are yeah so I like enjoyed it to a point but also was like watching it in a bit of a fever dream last night and like by the time I'd watched the first one and then realized that the second one was going to be identical, essentially, uh, the second one I found like dead boring because I was like, oh, come on, just get on with it. Like, because it was just the same process, but with different people. Um, and yeah, I didn't, I wasn't really enamored to any of them that much. Um, I mean, the MVP for me was Nicki Minaj, <laughs> yeah. who was stunning on it. And I just loved to see her, even though, you know, she's problematic in her own ways, but. Love to see um, her freestyle rapping. But I did listen to her because she was on the What's the Tea podcast as well. Uh, okay. So I was going to send that to you and Sophie yeah. today. She's only on for the first, like, 15 minutes okay, so it's like to good to listen to she talks mainly about when she used to work at Red Lobster okay. <laughs> and how she like got fired from all of them and stuff so it was funny mm-hmm. um, so yeah that is kind of that also have you heard the news about Sherry Pie that's what I was gonna that's exactly what I was about to say to you I was like we can't really mention it without mentioning about the fact that Sherry Pie has been sort of disqualified from the rest of the series as it were because it's already it's already all filmed right it's already all filmed but she's not going to be in the finale and is and is everyone in the finale as a general rule because then I was like because I was like is that telling us that she's in the finale do you know what I mean we're supposed to be in the finale Uh, do you know what I mean um, no but now you know like um, you know when you watched it with me um, at the end of the US one yeah, last year remember. and it was like it's in a big like concert hall yeah, and, and they, they bring them all yeah, on they all come and back. they do yeah. stuff yeah, yeah. So, so she, she just won't be, won't be at that, that yeah. because that's filmed like yeah, like now yeah. like closer to the time yeah so it was uh, she uh, since like appearing on the show a lot of people have uh, complained that she was um uh essentially i think the they've used the term catfishing yeah but then people um, have been saying like no like she was sexually assaulting people yes so there was she had a history of um 
pretending to be like a casting director and getting people to yeah. send inappropriate videos to her. I mean, I think she's done stuff. both. I mean, but like then she's also done done some and getting more... them to do sexual acts and stuff. Yeah, so just not a very nice person and uh and she put out a bit of like a non-statement yes. about it um but we won't really say anything more about that but yeah it's important to note and the last other show from me that i wanted to talk about is noughts and crosses have you started mm, no, watching that um we really want to watch it i think me and izzy might watch it tonight okay well <laughs> um i've just finished episode two today two i thought it was only one had been out no i think they put the whole thing out oh okay right um yeah it's just like a box set ready right. to go i think there are six episodes okay. all together um yeah and did you read the book like it was a big book for us in yeah, school ages ago yeah i read it like, when i was like 12 yeah 11, 12 yeah um but yeah i mean i'm enjoying it so far um yeah it's i mean i like shows like that and i like books like that that mm-hmm. are kind of about dystopias oh, and kind yeah. of social issues yeah. so it kind of like speaks to what i would already like to yeah watch, definitely to yeah no I'm, I'm intending on watching it just happen yeah so yeah. i can't really say anything. but um <laughs> yeah i think there's only like six apps so maybe we can um get back to that once we've, Do a recap it. When we've seen it yeah, yeah. that'd be good but mm-hmm. it's got that guy in from peaky blinders um in it who, yeah, yeah. He plays the like the guy in it oh okay and he, he's yeah. good he's so good and everything and he's a delight he to is. see on screen lord delish <laughs> so apart from watching things have you been reading anything i know for a fact you have please tell us about it well i've been reading two books mm. um one of them i just finished this morning which is um, an old book but it's called the five people you meet in heaven okay yeah no i saw you put a story of it i'd never heard of it oh okay i think it's quite like it's quite a famous book like it was like a new york okay. times bestseller yeah. book a long time ago mm. um, and it's by mitch alban okay. um and anyway, it's basically it's it's sort of like a like a philosophical book, and it's um, really easy to get through. Yeah. And it's about this guy called Eddie, who's a maintenance worker at um, like a fairground pier. Okay. And in the beginning, in the very beginning, like he dies, and it's basically about how the author imagines heaven to be, okay. and about how we all have our ideas of what we think like life after death is whether or not it exists or not but if it does like what it's like and it this is like his imagining of like a how he thinks it is but also like how he hopes it is in a sense so he he sort of says okay so eddie dies and then when he arrives in heaven um he meets five so before we can kind of like fully like go into proper heaven he meets five people and like time's not linear so you don't really know like if this is like the whole heaven or if anything happens after or what but it's like um five people that have had like major a major impact on his life for various different reasons and he might not even know them or he might yes and it is in order to help explain like the great mysteries of your life and to help you kind of understand what your life has meant. And those kind of big questions we have over like what our place in the universe is and um, how we sort of fit in to the sort of wider workings of the world and the universe um, and life are kind of answered through these five people. And it helps you kind of make sense of stuff and be at peace with 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 mm, what's happened. Yeah. Because you kind of work out that like all these things have happened for particular reasons yeah. or it kind of uh, explains stuff. And it's just about him meeting the five different people and then like what happens next. That sounds super interesting. And yeah. like very like, yeah, like a, a good read. Um, and also it just like made me think like, oh, who, am I, who would my five people be? I know, it is, yeah. it is interesting to think <laughs> It's like, like that kind of thing. Well, also like you can't really think that because there's a lot that no, like you don't even... It's not just people that are like, oh, you know, your husband yeah, or yeah, yeah, your yeah, wife yeah. or whatever. It's like, 
people that you might not expect yeah, there are forces at work you may even not know yeah mm. and it's that it's kind of that whole butterfly effect thing it mm, sort of talks cool. about of like you know how these people get chosen and stuff yeah that sounds good yeah and so i really enjoyed that i read it in a couple of days it was nice. very easy to yeah. read but um you know if you're into that sort of thing it's quite <laughs> nice and he's written a couple of other um books that were really like well received as well i think another one called like we- my weekends with maury and some ones that were like made into movies and okay, stuff yeah. um so i might read a couple of those next um there's also another book and it had the first couple of chapters in it i've forgotten um what it's called i think i took a picture of it oh yeah so he wrote a book called um for one more day and it's, it's one day more yes exactly <laughs> and it's basically about like how um when you like love someone or like they die or you die or whatever you always like wish that you could have had like one more day and yes. you like would have done all these different things what would you have done? Yeah. done what would you've said mm. and it's kind of like the book is about what happens when you actually get that mm. like what do you do okay cool. and it's about someone who like gets it's that very interesting themes by yeah this it's all very like <laughs> life and death yeah. sort of stuff yeah. um but that was really cool i'd recommend that and then let's get on to the real juice <laughs> because should we dive right in i have read the um diva reviewed absolutely fab <laughs> fleabag level dirty jokes from someone at grazia um <laughs> In at the Deep End by Kate Davis. Mm. So, um, yes, it's been described by Hadley Freeman as raucous, sexy, poignant and smart. And the Times is utterly original, hilarious. Um, so, yes, this book is basically like, so you know how you go to the airport and there are books that like, are there in WH Smith yeah. like you to read on the, the beach yeah. of like you know like Shopaholic Abroad or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that Marion Keys yeah mm. this is like the 20 somethings lesbian version yeah, of that okay. yeah 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 it was only a matter of time wasn't it it was only a matter of time <laughs> but you know what like I'm so glad that this exists yeah, for that reason. absolutely, it should do. I always love it when, like, even things that you don't think would be a thing that you would like mm. exist, but in a gay way. Yeah. Because it's like, everything should exist in a gay way. Obviously. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it is... I don't know. It, it was, like, a compelling um, book in the sense of, like, it's very readable and just, yeah. like, jokes. But it's basically about... Um, this woman she's 26 and it starts off with her having like um, a really bad like dry spell of a couple of years and she just needs to get back out there and within basically like one second and for like not really any reasons she decides that she's now a lesbian okay and she embarks on like this new life as a lesbian which is really funny because it's kind of like she decides to like do things that she thinks lesbians should do and all the rest of it and it's just like (laughs) it's a bit like a sort of like younger lesbian Bridget Jones in a sense like she's like that's what you're that's what you're giving me yeah she's like talking about this a bit haphazard she works for like the government and i don't know like she's just a bit kind of out on a limb and she ends up going on these sort of like escapades um around london and it is a silly book in most ways but also she sort of part way through the book she ends up getting into a relationship Mm -hmm. with um this other woman and it ends up being quite an emotionally abusive relationship. Oh God, okay. And which, to give Kate Davis her credit, she manages to make the book really light and funny, Bridget Jonesy sort of beach read. Mm. But it does kind of speak to um, sort of darker 
issues that you can find that were very recognizable and very right, kind of okay. relatable um if you kind of know someone or if you've had that kind of situation yourself mm-hmm. no matter what side of the coin you're on and i think it also it doesn't create a completely binary depiction of of that where like you know the heroine of the book is like the virtuous correct yeah, one yeah. all the time like she does things too which are not always maybe the best okay yeah and when it all kind of inevitably finishes which is not really a spoiler because you know that like they have to break up um it's interesting because she kind of says you know sometimes you have to make peace with but it's really hard to the fact that like you're going to be the villain in someone else's story because you always kind of like see yourself as the person who is like the hero or has been wronged in some way and like especially if you've acted in a way that you think still now is like the best thing yeah but you know that someone else has like put you into that light and into that spot in order to like contextualize something for their own lives yeah Yeah. that's kind of like a hard pill to swallow when you've always seen yourself in a different way and to kind of just accept that sometimes that's just going to be the way that it is so i think that like it's a silly book but it has those bits in it that you can kind of like a few strands of relatability, yes, relatability. and kind of a bit, sense and sensibility yeah a bit more kind of like <laughs> deeper thought around it cool. that i feel like you can relate to in ways um but it's also just like funny and stupid yeah. so um i would recommend it you'll read it in like one day yes you are lending this to me and i yes. shall uh let you know what i here think you are. thank you there. so much here it is um <laughs> And from stupid book to stupid love, which is our track of the week for the rest of the year. <laughs> and our lives. <laughs> and our lives. Uh, no, I am joking because we believe in variety. Um, but also, obviously, we're still listening to stupid love a thousand times. Yeah. But it is time for track of the week. Mm. What is yours? My track of the week this week, um, I think I played it to you last week, actually, because I thought it was so funny. And yeah. it is Naked Alone by Elle Divine. Oh, you did. You did play it to me. Um, which I just think <laughs> is like a really funny pop song where she's just like, being naked on her own and she's sad about it basically stunning love to be naked on my own and sad about it it reminds me of like do you remember that song that was about like um a girl who's just like can't doesn't know what to wear so she's like just wearing a t-shirt and i think it's called t-shirt the song do you mean i have this on my on my the one that goes trying to decide trying to decide yeah Yeah, that one nothing but your t-shirt on yeah it's a bit like that the car yesterday yeah i I love i love that song too yeah 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 (laughs) it's like uh, all dressed up in my Jimmy Choo's. Yes, yeah. I was going to say it was Louboutins, but yeah, it's no, Jimmy Choo's. I love songs yeah. that reference Sick of like these a... dress in the Jimmy yes. Choo's. Yeah. I love songs that like reference like a really specific like thing in time or like a thing of like a fashion thing or like a thing that like really, yes. really takes like you to in a eight, place. Like in Eight Days of Christmas where exactly. everything is that. Exactly that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yes, okay, yeah, it's that kind of song, absolutely. Um, what's yours? <laughs> um, mine is um, Say So by Doja Cat. Okay. So Doja Cat is like, uh, you know, fucking great. Has a good bunch of like good songs. I feel like she's slight, like a lot of people say this on, on the blogs. Mm. She's like a bit underrated. Like a lot of people know about her, but she's not like as huge a star as she probably should be. Right. And like, she's fucking great. She's got this new song called Say So, which is just loads of fun. It's a proper like, cause she like raps, but she also like, this one's a bit more poppy. Mm. It's got like a really like fun, like um, beat to it. Loads of people have been like remixing it with loads of different things, which is really funny, like in a funny way, you know, like, and also with like proper songs, but also, like just overlaying like stupid pop culture stuff on it which is yeah. really fun um it's a great song it's got a really good video she is great um and uh that's my track of the week i can't stop listening to it it's a good bop fab <laughs> um and speaking of tracks of the week it is time for 
let's just spend a bit of time for our lyrical songstress of choice because it can only be one thing and it is Celine Watch. Um, so this week, Lucy, as I'm sure you've seen on the blogs, mm. um, there was um, a subway station in New York that was completely just um, bombarded, rammed <laughs> with absolute um, Celine fans. So she had been performing at the Barclays Center yes. and um, all of the people who were on their way back from the gig were just so full of the joys of Celine mm. as one can imagine. Mm. And they were all belting out my heart will go on like 1,000 people or whatever. It was, it was amazing. Fab. Like a little flash mob yeah. of Celine worshippers. Yeah, a little Celine mob. Yeah, it was great. I love that. And also, um, there's also been another video that's been doing the rounds on the blogs of um, a fan who's singing to Celine, um, like uh, through Celine's like in a car and she sort of drives past but then slows down. This this fan's like singing at her and her reaction is just, she's just got like absolute plain face. Like there's no reaction. Yeah. It's so funny. And loads of people have been using it as a meme, obviously. obviously. And it's been doing the rounds. Um, yeah, so I feel like she's just been really, you know, connecting with her fans this week, which we love to see. And speaking of connecting with fans, we would absolutely love to connect with you a little bit more. You can do that in all the normal ways of the Instagram we are queer, at Queer Longing on both Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we love to see little DMs. We love getting sent little videos, little clips. Oh, we, should we just get loads of little bits? It's nice, love a clip. It? And thank you so much for everybody who has reposted our International Women's Day post. We like that. And yeah, it's really nice. It. Yeah, thank you. Um, and uh, you can, if you wanted to email us, you could, queerlonging at gmail.com. We love to have a little email. Yeah, absolutely. Get in touch with us. We love to hear from you all of the time. Our stunning podcast pals um but until next week we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until then bye Bye. i'm not gonna say that without actually looking up because i don't want to get it wrong i'm really bad at dates don't come up with a fucking man why would i want to look at a man